You're listening to a DM podcast. Good morning. Good morning. uh, Good evening. Good whatever time you are listening to this podcast. It is your host, Amy Gerard. You are listening to Beyond the Likes. We are going to be chatting with Lauren Bezel. Um, If you listened to last week's podcast, we are taking you on her IVF journey. She is going for baby number three. She has three little embryos on ice. They've been, uh, I don't know, freezing away in the freezer and she is ready to pull the trigger. So I am actually going to head over to her house tonight. I wanted to, so I'm going to go in for the transfer. Um, the, we had a grand plan of going in together and I was going to ask some questions and, you know, just feel out how she was and where her head was at and whatnot, just so you could see what, I guess, what it was like. But her kids are going to be in the car and like any mum knows, recording a podcast with children in the car is going to go down like a lead balloon, aka it is not possible. So I'm going to pop over her house tonight, just going to take over a bottle of wine and a box of pizza and we're going to have a chat then. And then on Saturday, I am going to meet her in the city and we're going to do the thing that they do at the IVF clinics. Like I know so much about it. I obviously have gone on the journey with Bezel for, you know, however many years she went through it, six years. And I've, I've learned all of the things and I, I know pretty much the start, middle and finish of an IVF journey. Um, but it will be very interesting to actually go in with her um, just to, you know, show her that support, be by her side, make sure she's okay. Um, but I'll pop over to her house now and just see where her head's at. Um, she's pretty cool, calm and collected. Obviously, this is not her first rodeo, but yeah, come along with me. Hey. Okay, guys, we are at Bezaruni's house. It's me, Bez and Verge, two dogs, Trent. <laughs> Hope and Cooper, but they're asleep. And we've had... I'm actually incredibly uncomfortable. (laughs) I've eaten far too much food. We've had had pizza. I've eaten a whole bag of Doritos. And Bezel's had one wine. It's my last hurrah. Say it again. I said it's my last hurrah. Um, So tomorrow is um, the big day for you, Bezel. How are you feeling? Very normal. I'm yeah, I'm completely fine. I don't think it's even um, kicked in that it could happen in a week. And that, a half. that you could be pregnant from tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yep. I'm fully like gonna cry, and you're like just like I, she. I. Yeah. So if I've, I think because I've I've done it so many times now. This is my twelfth transfer. And have you got, um, like, are there any old wives' tale? No. Like, do you need to eat, like, Himalayan pink salt or something the night no. before or anything? No, I just, I act completely normal. I've had a wine, I've had a pizza. Yeah. And then I'll do it and then I'll probably go out for lunch tomorrow. I'll be very normal. Was there a time at the very beginning when you was first started IVF that you just treated your body <laughs> like a temple? And um, 
You know, like they say, when you're trying for a baby, you shouldn't drink and you should eat all the vegetables and all that stuff. Were you... of, remember when I went down the vegan? Yes. And then I just, I can't, because I can't cook, all I ate was potatoes. <laughs> I just used to order hot chips. Yeah. But that's it. Hot chips and plain pasta because I didn't know what else to eat. I remember Bezel and I would go out for like dinner. I love fancy food and like really nice, delicious food. And Bezel's pretty fussy even when she's not trying to be a vegan but when you went through your vegan stage I was like oh fuck you can I mean there's a few sides here there's some sides you just used to order from sides yeah and I remember like if there was like a set menu they'd be like oh we've got a tomato salad (laughs) see tomatoes I'm horrible I'm the worst eater hey maple can you lick my toe see that hey somebody told me that if you get dogs to lick your wounds. No, it, they naturally go to your wounds. You know that. Yeah, I know that because she came over to it right before. It's a blister and it's an open blister. Why do you want but, to lick it then? Well, apparently something to do with their saliva helps heal it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that's probably an Amy fact. She probably doesn't that's want to totally touch. She probably doesn't want to touch that. your feet. Can, <laughs> <laughs> she came over and licked my toe before, and I, that's where I got a blister. Shame Thank you, baby. Darling. Thank you. Um, for everyone who's listening, Maple is my god dog. <laughs> I have. I'm a god dog. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm a god mom to two human babies and two fur babies. So uh, basically, all Bezel's children. Okay, so what time is the transfer tomorrow? Ten fifteen. And um, you're coming. You're in. There. I am coming. I'm coming in. Do you reckon they'll let me talk to you while you're getting? It's literally like a pap smear. Except they come out and they bring it up on the screen, and you'll be able to see it as a dot. Before my legs are even open, she'll see it as because oh. it's they take a photo of it in the like test the tube thing. Or whatever it's called. Oh, it'll be in that little round yeah, cylinder and yeah. it'll be like bobbing around. Yeah. It moves? Yeah, it like kind of moves around. It's, I think it's in water or something. Uh, and that is not factual at all. <laughs> is that an Amy fact? It might be an Amy fact. Basically, it's in that round cylinder thing. Yep. And then they put it up in like a... Syringe. Similar to that. And then... But it's long because it obviously has to go up in you. And then they put it in. And then when they finish putting it in to prove they've put it in, they then put it under the microscope and like blow the everything out so that you can see that it, there's nothing left and they've actually put it in you. Can you see where it's implanted? Um, not at, from memory, not at this clinic. I can't remember completely. At my old clinic, you could, they had it like an ultrasound, so you could see like everything go in and everything like that. But from memory with this one, you don't actually see that. Oh, what so, is, so what yeah. am I looking, am I looking in between your legs? You want to. I mean, it's nothing I haven't seen before, babe. <laughs> Do you remember when you got an ingrown hair no, out of you. mine? Yeah, it was you. I looked at your ingrown hair. I thought I had an infected one down there. I don't even remember it. Greece. We were in Greece dealing with Amy's vagina problems. Do you remember when I lost my camera over there? (laughs) Verge is like, this is taking a turn for the worst. I I remember we were in Mykonos and I have always been trigger happy with a camera. Like Big B loves taking photos everywhere we go. He used to to have his little tripod and he everywhere, family photo, gather round children. We were the Von Trapp children. Gather round. And, um, but so I, I also love taking photos. 
And um, we had, I had this Canon camera and it had a dark skin setting. Yeah. So we would, so it was like it would give us a fake tan. So we would, we would already fake tan. Then we would put it on the dark skin setting and we would look like Oompa Loompas. We look like little Oompa Loompas from the Willy Wonka factory for a good, like, half a decade. <laughs> Maybe one of the... <laughs> we need to upload one of the photos so everyone knows what we're talking about. I've digressed into Willy Wonka territory. Uh, oh, that's right. We were in Mykonos and I we just arrived and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to take so many dark skin setting photos. And do you remember I dropped my camera and it broke and I I could not pull myself together like I was so distraught it was like a family member had passed away and I was like what's the what's the fucking point of us being here we may as well just fucking leave what do you mean we can't take photos of it and we just took selfies that's the whole of our no yes. do you not remember we got a disposable camera yeah but majority of our photos from overseas are our heads that's it yes nothing scenic Okay, so what's the time? It is 10.36. It's 12 hours until insertion. Insertion. I will look up. I feel like it's going to be a real anticlimax. I mean, I might not even come. What's the point? I thought I was coming to video the screen so people could see the screen. What am I doing? Taking a flashlight. Should I wear headgear with a torch on it and look up? It's not pretty. It's literally like a pap smear. When you come out, what do you feel? This is five for the label, guys. <laughs> Virginie. <laughs> no, so you, you don't, you just, you just feel normal? Yeah. Virginie? Well, Virginie, if you want to oh, be. Is it French? Yes. Virginie. Oh, sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is uh, Virginie. That's right? Yes. My question is. Yeah. Do I feel normal? Yeah. Yeah, it's like nothing. Do you get any cramping? No. I've, the last one I didn't feel anything. Hope I felt it, but Cooper I didn't. Did you get any symptoms? Like, yeah, did know, you... I know I'm pregnant before the test because I get... Um, dermatitis. Yeah. What's it called? Dip. Dermatitis. No, there's another word. Are you holding your tits for a reason? <laughs> I'm asking do you get some boobs. No. Oh. I get dermatitis. Have you seen the size of her boobs? <laughs> no. I reckon someone could pinch her nipples and she wouldn't <laughs> even feel them. They're so... Far away from the, the yeah, <laughs> sweeping the floor. No, so I, don't, the next I get dermatitis straight away. So straight away, right side of my chin. Yeah, I get it here. Yeah, yeah right there. I'll get it. So With both babies, both you got babies. it. Yeah. Mm. I'll know by the fifth of April. Okay. I think fifth or sixth of April. Guys, we're um uh, clickbaiting you. Uh, Lauren will be announcing her pregnancy on. Beyond the Likes podcast. You heard it here first. I I said to her, are you going to announce a pregnancy on the podcast? And she said, yeah. And then she goes to me, I'll find out on the Wednesday, but we can record on the the Monday. No, you said you'll find out on the Wednesday and we record on the Monday. And she goes, but I'm not telling you until the Monday. And I was like, get fucked. What do you mean? She was like, if we're doing it, we're doing it properly. I'm telling you on the podcast. (laughs) So I find out on... The fifth, the, the fifth, and we're rec- we're going. Me and Amy are going to record on the tenth. So I said I'm going to tell you on the tenth. I think the whole the whole reason we're doing this right is t- for people to understand 
and like from Amy's come perspective, on the fun journey, it, but not just well, that. Not from f- people, maybe un- not fun to understand from a friend's perspective how you react. What do you say? What do you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I if I set you up so you know the answers to everything, then it's pretty much cheating. Okay, so I didn't I didn't know I this was a test. Yeah, it's It's not a test, but, but yeah, like it I, feels if, more. If, it's if the I, most authentic. If me and you have already dealt with it, and then we go on, and I pretend everything's fine. Then yeah, it's not, not fine. No. That's weird. Yeah, it's lying. Fine. Yeah. Okay. You've you've made a valid point. I'm for the people. Maybe oh, you sh- shouldn't tell us then. Yeah, I feel like Verge shouldn't know either. No. Don't <laughs> wink at her. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I won't tell her. <laughs> I can. No, I won't tell anyone. Yeah, good. Keep it secret. Yeah. I mean, uh, you're gonna even know before the tw- the fifth. I'll start testing seven days after they've implanted. <laughs> Four. Can you you said that you're not going to test this one. No, I'm going to do it. I bought a pack of fifty. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to test on Saturday, the first of April. All right. Well, um, we're all going to find out on the podcast. On the, podcast. the only the only thing is, I will I'll know. I'll know obviously before. I'll know on the Monday when we record, and then you can tell her on the Friday. Else, all of the listeners will. Find you can tell her, tell her on the Friday. I'll, I'll allow it. It might be not good. It might be a no. It might be a yeah. big negative. Yeah. And in that case, and we, we all go out and yeah. we have a cele- – not a celebration. We have a dinner. Yeah. I mean – And then I start again. Yeah. You so, say That's the next question if it doesn't work. Yeah. Then you just go into your next month and start again. Can you go straight – can you go back-to-back yep. months? Yep. So you would say you take, it's like you're trying monthly periods. So say this one didn't work, you then have your bleed and then you just start with the injections again? Yeah, well, I start with the blood test, check when you ovulate, start the injections. So I started the injections yesterday Mm -hmm. and then I'll have three more, two more, two or three more. And... Then if it say I don't fall pregnant, I'll get my period, and then I'll just do everything that I did this month again next month. Okay. What are the chances with every egg? Like, like what are the? Is it fifty fifty? No, oh like, it, no. Well, I would be lying if I told you, but it's very, very small. Chances of it implanting very small. Really? Yeah. I think they... Oh, I'm not giving figures because I'm, I'm just... I can't remember. All I know is it's very, very small. Do they say that once your body has done it once, you are more likely to fall pregnant a second time? I or do, is, but how, like, I, like, just from hearing people's stories, the, the, they call it sec, secondary infertility or something, where yes. basically... You said your grandma went through this, right? Yeah, so my grandma, my mum's mum, she had my mum... And then, no, sorry, so she had my uncle and then she had my mum and she had them easy, like both took her a couple of months and she had them and then she went for a third and two, three years, couldn't do it, Um, four years down the track, just could never have any more children. So felt pregnant perfectly fine, easily with the first two and then could just never have another child and she wanted like five it's weird, right? It's like unexplained. I, I don't know if it's a myth. Uh, look, again, I don't know. I don't know if it's just people say. In saying that, when I, whole reason I had Cooper so quick is because my doctor said to me, if you can go again, let's do it straight away. That's why Hope was only four months old. Mm. Yeah. But that's because he said I'd have a better chance of it happening straight away. 
Because so, your body, like, remem- is remembering. Yes. Well, yeah, something like that. But like I said, I know heaps of people that have gone for their second and had to do IVF or yeah. fell fine with their first and then the second it didn't happen. Yeah. So it's definitely a thing. Okay. I think it's a thing. I, I think you're going to be okay. Oh, I'm a bit worried because I think that um, I feel a little bit cocky because it was good with like it happened with Cooper, and then because I've just had this surgery and I know I've just had a full clean out and everything's like in primo condition, I'm worried that I'm letting my head get ahead, get ahead of myself. And every time I do, I'm like, just remember, hope was ten times, hope was ten times, but hope. I had these issues, mm. you know what I mean? Which you know about Which now. is now gone. Like, they're all gone now. So th- there's no reason why this might not work, you know. But I also need to be realistic that this is my 12th time. When you go through 12 times and you're like the whole, like, you've been let down so many times. Yeah. Do you go, okay, I've got a 50% chance or are you like, I've got like a, 10% chance. Like, is it better to, like, lower the bar? No. So I I was always told, I wish I knew who told me this. So someone said, um, like, you shouldn't get your hopes up because then if it doesn't happen, you come crashing down. But in my head, you come crashing down anyway. Mm. So I'm like, I would prefer to believe it would work and be positive because either way, if it doesn't work and I was never positive, mm. I'm going to come crashing down anyway. Yeah. Mm. Does that mean? It's just not going to hurt me any Less. Less. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, you, I think I go into it every time thinking, oh, this could be it. And if it's not... And keep in mind, I am... I probably sound a little less like this is nothing. Like, with all honesty, tomorrow isn't a big deal to me. It's not because I've, I've gone through it so many times. This is so normal to me. It's almost like I'm having sex, having to just to try and have a baby. It's not this big, like... It's almost like Big. desensitized, right? Yeah. So it's it's very normal for me. If you had interviewed me, my mm. first to fifth, for example, yeah, it would be a very different interview. Mm. Mm. So if anyone is listening and they think I sound very normal about it, it's only because you've done it so many times. Back. Yeah. If you had had this conversation with me five years ago, you wouldn't be having the same conversation. Mm. I would be crying. I would not even be able to talk about it. I'd just be a hot mess. I mean, you've had how many conversations mm. you can back me when you can, like I was, I was a, for five years, I was not good. No. Not, not good. Like I struggled every day. And I also think, and I, and I, you know, I think it's a fantastic result, but I also think the conversations that you and I have been having around IVF are very different to the ones that we would have had you not had your two children. Yeah, you got to remember I have had a, I've got a happy ending. Yeah. Like I'm walking into this now knowing the end result what it can be. I have faith that I can get there. Again, have we had we had this conversation before yeah. and I never had children. I'd never even got close or I'd only ever miscarried. It would be very very different. That's why in the first podcast when Amy and I did it, I said someone said how do you keep going? And, like, I'll always say, like, if you can keep going, do it because I'm the, I'm the definition of what happens when you keep going. Mm. However, I would never say it to someone because it consumed my life. Yeah. Like, every single part of my day for five years was consumed on trying to get pregnant. So I would never say to someone, like, I want to say it to you because I know what, 
can happen if you keep going. Yeah. But I also understand wanting to move on with your life and not letting it overtake it because it literally overtakes your life. Yeah, and before you know it, you've spent 10 years trying for a baby and you've missed and you've missed 10 years of your life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I struggle to talk on the topic because I haven't lived it, but I, yeah, it would be such a a hard one, the especially if it's something that you want so badly. The way I can explain it is, for example, we have a wedding, Virgin, I have a wedding on the 1st of April and I will be with embryo, <laughs> not, knowing, not knowing if I'm pregnant, right? So because I know I'm with it, I'm not going to drink, I won't have a big night, I'll probably leave early, like I'll, Take it I, easy. I'll basically treat my body like I'm pregnant. The very next day I could start bleeding and it could be over. And that's just one, one occasion of the month where I've missed out on something or I've, you know, altered my life to, to do the right thing by my body. Mm. But times that by five years and how many times I've... Or like, this, like, for example, now I'm not allowed to swim, right? Because oh. of the, the drugs that you take, you can okay. get infections. So, like, say, for example, tomorrow's 30 degrees and Trent and Hope and Cooper, they're all in the pool, we're going to the beach, we meet up with everyone, it's a swim day, we go to your house for a barbecue. I sit there. I don't have a drink because you're I can't. Like so I, I, you're treating like your body like you're pregnant, but you're not. So when you're doing that every day almost for five years, mm. it's hard. Yeah. Because you're not, you, like, when you're pregnant, all those things you have to give up is for the greater good because you're like, I'm pregnant, I'm growing a baby, I have to do the right thing, yeah, I want to do, do it, right? Yeah. But when you're trying it's, and it's and not. You've got no guaranteed outcome. No, it's yeah. very, very different to treat your body constantly like you're pregnant when you're not. Yeah. And then pick yourself up and do it all again the next month. Mm. You know? Like you talk about your 40th mm. and I'm like, oh, I could be doing IVF. I could not. Maybe I can't even drink. Maybe I can't even. And it's not just maybe about drinking. Pregnant. But it's, it's like it's not even drinking. It's like maybe I'm doing, have to do, inge- like I'm injecting myself and I'm going More away. Like my brother's wedding. I left halfway through the night, went back to the room, did all my needles went back to the wedding. Like, it, it's, it's a thing. It's like a consuming your mm. world. Like, I'm not at my brother's wedding enjoying myself. I'm looking at the clock because I have to leave at a certain time to make sure I do what I need to do by a certain time and get back by a certain... It's like, it's literally consuming mm. for a very long time. Mm. And that's why you get so down because you, you want to get on with your life, but you can't. You also don't want to stop trying and for then, the one thing you want. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and like I said last time as well, you have 12 times a year. It's not a lot of time. Yeah. It's not like you can go, off, oh, 12 times I'll just give it a break. 365 days. Yeah. Yeah. It, 12 times. And you, you can go, oh, I'll give myself a break. You could, lo- you could use half a year and you've only got six. And before you know it, you're going into another year without having a mm. – and starting again. So it, it really is – I guess my biggest thing is wanting people to know that the confidence I'm probably – showing with this this thing tomorrow is purely based off a I I do have to I have children now so I know that I've got something if it doesn't happen again Mm. and b just knowing like I'm it's my 12th time it's literally like going to Woolworths now like riding a bike for you yeah it's it's not a big um it's not the big event that it was when I first started. Mm. Like you would have remembered when I first started, mm. it was like this, oh, my God, the transfers. So I'd talked to you about it for a week and I'd assess mm. every, like, everything. Oh, I'm feeling this and this is this. Have we even spoken about it this week? Not mm. really. How many transfers before Hope 
actually eventuated into a pregnancy? Because I don't remember the number. Um, three or four okay. of the ten. So one was no heartbeat. Mm. Oh, sorry, there was a heartbeat, but it was, like, very minimal. One was ectopic. Another one was a cervix. So it was three. Well, from memory, it was three then. I can't remember the other one, if there was another one. So three of ten. She was the tenth. Mm. Cooper was the eleventh and this is the twelfth. Okay, you need to to go to bed because you're going to be pregnant tomorrow. (laughs) And you need to get a good night's sleep. Well, I mean... I actually need to get a good night's sleep because I'm very excited. Are you? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited, I'm excited to come in and meet my third... God baby? My, sorry, sorry, my fifth. <laughs> my yeah. fifth God baby. Oh, the doggies. Yeah, yep. They heard that too. Yeah, oh. I'm also... I've got to go home and do a poo. You know, the, la- <laughs> the last podcast you did, mm. we spoke about you having to leave because you needed to piss. <laughs> and now it's poo. Yeah. We'll see everyone tomorrow. We'll see everyone tomorrow. <laughs> Okay. Such a loser. So bye, Virginie. Oh, Virginie. 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 And bonne nuit. Bonne nuit. No, Au revoir. Say it wrong. Say it one more time. Virginie in French. How do you say it? Virginie. She sounds like she's got a fucking tongue in her throat. <laughs> she's trying to do like... I'm going... The... Oh, oui, oui. <laughs> no, but Virginie. 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 But that's not as good as what you say. Yeah, but no one's... Say one what is time. your middle Virginie. name? Oh, mate. Oh, <laughs> Like Ruth. No. No. Virginie Marie Antoinette Desiree Pepe. Oh. oh my god, that's what? so sexy. That is sexy. I'm just Lauren Rebecca, mate. <laughs> Lauren Smith, she was. Like, that's what they call dead people, like Jane Doe's. Basically, Lauren Smith. Mate, you're Amy Louise, aren't you? Yeah, Amy Louise. What are you talking yeah. about then? I know, but Lauren Smith. Can we be you? That's generic. You're Amy <laughs> Anyway, we'll love you and leave you, and I'll um, I'll check in tomorrow when we're at the clinic. We'll do a little recap of her little implantation, and then two weeks after that, Basil will will do a pregnancy announcement on the podcast. Okay, guys, I want to give you a little recap. I went in with Lauren yesterday. Uh, we went to Adora Clinic. That is her fertility clinic. It was, I had no idea what to expect. It was quite overwhelming for me, to be honest. I, obviously, it was my first time ever in there with her. And so I felt really anxious for her. And I felt like I just wanted to hold her hand and engulf her in a hug. But she was absolutely fine. She was so fine to the point where there was other people in the waiting room who were obviously there for their transfers and she just struck up a conversation with them, which I just I just think that is so, so lovely. But she was really good and you could tell that this couple in there were there. They'd driven quite some distance um, and they didn't let on what number transfer it was, but you could tell that they were very nervous and Bezel was so good. She was just like, good luck and, you know, just giving them like sweet little words of affirmation, um, kind of like a seasoned pro. And I think they took, you know, quite a lot of comfort from her just even even starting a conversation with them because there was quite a few women in the waiting room and nobody was talking to each other. Everyone just had their heads buried in their phones. Ah. So we went into the room together. P.S. Her doctor is 
kind of cute. It was so quick. They were so lovely, so lovely. She's just like whipped off her pants and then hopped up on this bed and then they've like and the bed's gone up. And then they've said, you know, if you want to look up on the screen, they've brought up her little embryo and holy mother of God, when I, I had no idea it was so small. It's like, it's like the size of a dot of sand. And so they kind of blow it up on the screen for you so you can see it. And that's pretty cool. And then it shrinks back down to its original size and it basically disappears on the screen. And then you've got this tiny little suction thing and you are watching it on the screen, this tiny dot of sand, which is in fact the baby, it just gets sucked up this clear tube. It's just, it's wild. And then this lady who was obviously in the refrigerator, um, she comes out with this aggressively long, long, like long thing. I was just like, wow, wow. Bezel said it doesn't hurt. Obviously I, I could just imagine that that would be incredibly overwhelming for your first time. And I, I completely understand why Bezel needed a general anesthetic the first couple of times because I probably would have too. It would have been hard to relax seeing that thing come towards you. But I was just so, so goddamn proud of her. She is such an incredibly strong woman. She was going on about, I think, uh, Verge... Uh, yesterday was asking if there was like a screen where you could do like where they were doing an ultrasound. So whilst the cute doctor was inserting the thing inside her, there was a nurse who had the ultrasound device on her stomach. And so they were kind of talking to each other, um, the ultrasound device and the little long needle thingamajiggy. So we were able to watch where they implanted the little embryo. And it's just, and then after they took the um, stick out, I mean, I don't know what the right terminology, it wasn't a stick. It was like a suction thing. It looked like a tree branch though. But anyway, after they take that out, they go back into the refrigerator and they, and they make sure they blow out all the air just to make sure that obviously the little egg's gone. And then they, they let us look on the screen where they had done the ultrasound and the doctor was like, this is all really thick and this is what we want to see and this is how we like to see it. And that right there is your embryo. And then and then the lady from the refrigerator came over on a loudspeaker and was like, good luck. It was like, a, it was like an airport announcement, but like it also sounded like the like words of God, it was, it just came out of nowhere. And so we all, well, I had a bit of a chuckle and then Bezel had a chuckle and then we all, it was very positive and really great. Also very quick. She was not wrong. We were in and out of there within like five minutes. Um, I didn't look in between her legs or anything. I just stayed up near the head and I got some video content for her and I got some photos of a little embryo and now it's just a waiting game. So obviously she said goodbye to the other women in the waiting room as we left. And now we wait and my fingers and my toes and my legs and everything that I can cross is crossed. And I just really hope that this works for her. 
I think the whole point of this conversation and the whole reason why she finds it so important to, you know, open up and share her journey isn't because, oh, she's had her happy ending and all of that jazz. It's not to rub anything into other people's face. We are both acutely aware that, you know, this might be really hard for some women who haven't got their happy ending and haven't got their babies yet. It might be hard for you to listen to, but our only hope from this podcast is that in turn, it potentially could give you some hope. And if you are really struggling and maybe you're on a ninth transfer and you just don't know how you can keep going, maybe you can try and maybe you can listen to Bezel's story because it, she she doesn't have it easy and she didn't have it easy. And yes, she has two children now, but for six years, she tried back to back to back. I think what Bezel just wants to share with you all, and I'm glad that I obviously have this podcast platform in order to do that, is that it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to really struggle through the IVF journey. It's also okay to talk about it. The more you talk about it and the more you open up to people and are vulnerable to people, the more you know, people understand better and people can come along that journey with you. Your friends can be there to support you through the highs and the lows and everything in between. And if this podcast can do anything, I I hope that it gives you hope. And I hope that it helps you to believe that, you know, one day you too could have a child and you could be going for your third transfer. And it might take some years and they might be really, really difficult years, but with the right partner and support network, your baby will be out there. I I, I hope I'm not offending anyone because obviously I have not done IVF and the last thing I want to do is speak on what it could possibly be like. Um, But, and I also know like, hearing somebody who hasn't done IVF just be like, keep going, that um, you might want to punch me in the face. And I'd, I'd cop it. I'd cop the punch. But I just, I just, I hope that anyone who is going through IVF is not doing it alone. I hope that you have somebody that you can talk to because it is such a hard time. It's really tough and you need to talk about it. And please reach out to Bezel she's the best sounding board you'll find. You can talk to her about your history, about what you've gone through. And she can be like, Hey, why don't you try this? Um, not to say she's like a doctor (laughs) or anything. It'll just be her opinion. So take it with a grain of salt, but yeah, anyway, so now we will wait. You heard that she's not going to tell me whether or not she's pregnant or not until the podcast. I'm going to put my money on her being pregnant. I think her body is in prime condition I think her body knows what to do. But if not, we will dust ourselves off and try again. And I am there with her every step of the way. So I will love you and leave you. I hope you all have a fantastic week. To the mamas going through IVF, I I am sending you so much love. And I'm really sorry you're going through it, but I... I take my hat off to you, honestly. Women are truly the strongest humans on earth. Um, you won't hear from me and Bezel next week. I think it, it'll be the week after. But stay tuned. Keep everything crossed. And I will, I'll chat with you next Wednesday anyway. Bye for now. Mwah.